Good afternoon and welcome to the Small World Podcast. I'm Reshwar. And I'm Rohan. And welcome back to our second podcast. Again, in this podcast, we will be exploring the different cultures, their traditions, their food, festivals, and all that kind of stuff about their culture. So to start off, we have Matthew. And he's going to tell us a little about where he's from and his traditions in this podcast. So go ahead, Matthew. Um, tell us a little bit about where you're from and um, what it's like there. Well, I was born here in Dallas, Texas. I've lived here my whole life, but both of my parents were actually born in Lebanon. For those who don't know, Lebanon's a small country in the Middle East, just off of the Mediterranean Sea, um, near Syria and Israel and Jordan. So both my parents had to immigrate here, or both of them immigrated to Canada initially, and then from Canada they moved here, and that's where I was born. Nice. So have you ever visited there? Yeah. Like, ever since I was a child, every other summer, I've gone to Lebanon, and I've spent anywhere between three weeks to a couple months there at a time, and I've seen it change and grow, and I normally go in the summer, and and during that time, there's beaches there to go swimming, there's plenty of historical artifacts to see while you're there, and also during the winter, I've never actually been during the winter, but there are mountains there, so there's plenty of skiing and other snow. It does snow there. It's one of the few Middle Eastern countries that actually receives snow. So yeah. there's plenty of things to do in the winter there as well. Yeah, nice. So um, how would you say it's different from the United States? Well, firstly, I'd say in terms of legality, there's they're a lot more loose there. I think that... Um, we're a lot more strict here in the United States. Like for example, in Lebanon, there's basically no speed limit or no real lanes. So you can just kind of do whatever and there, or you can't do whatever, but there isn't as much punishment or, or anything like that. And also that's just the biggest difference. Yeah. But in terms of politically, there are some, there, it, it is technically a democracy. So they elect a president. There's also a prime minister, which is a bit different from the United States, and they have a parliament rather than, say, a Senate. So there are yeah. some differences there. Um, geographically, it's very diverse. Like the United States, like I said, you have beaches on one side, mountains on the other. So it's really a unique country. Yeah, so um, do you know a little bit about how your parents got here and sort of their story of coming to the United States? Um, sure. So. In the 1970s, a civil war broke out in Lebanon. So it forced my parents to immigrate because it wasn't that safe to stay there anymore. So they came to Canada um, where they grew up, or they like, my my parents are around 14, 15 at this time. Mm -hmm. So they went to like the end of high school, they went to college in Canada, got jobs, they met Mm -hmm. in Canada. Uh, Basically most of their life happened in Canada and then their jobs brought them to Texas, to the United States. So that's when they moved here in, uh, just before 2000. So they, had, they moved here due to work from Canada, but originally they had to move because of war. Right, so Canada was sort of like their place of asylum, right? In a sense, yeah. Canada is a lot more um, openly accepting of uh, people from the Middle East, so that's why it was much easier for them to go, especially because since they were young and they were able, my dad was able to attain a 
school visa. That's how he was able to immigrate. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it was much easier to get into the United right. States. What, what war was it that made them move, like, in what way did it affect them that they had to move? So, it was a civil war, basically, in Lebanon. There's, um, it's one of the most diverse uh, countries in the Middle East in terms of religion. Most Middle Eastern countries are just dominated by uh, the Islamic culture. But Lebanon also has a, a large um, percentage of its population are Christian. So there was a there was a large conflict that or a lot of tensions there that eventually broke out into conflict, oh. and from there there was fighting in the villages and like my, for example my grandparents' houses in my dad's home village there's a bullet hole straight through the living room which is still wow. there today I go and I I see it every time, and it's just it it was just too unsafe there's been plenty of bombings in the major cities of Beirut so it, it they just had to leave. So. This, this, like, civil war, how long, like, how long was it going on for? Um, it began in 1975, and it was, there were heightened times of, like, uh, conflicts, and then there were cooling periods, but it, it actually ended in around 1991, but even then, there was still, um, Syrian occupation of Lebanon, so they still had troops stationed there, because Syrians got involved. There's been on and off wars with, um... Israel and um, Palestine that resulted in some bombings and other confrontations. So it really it it hasn't been that safe up until about until pretty recently. So so you would say like about now it's it's safer in Lebanon, but previously um, there was a lot of fighting going on and it wasn't really safe. And that wasn't just for Lebanon. I bet that was for many other surrounding countries, right? What what are some surrounding countries around Lebanon? Um. So. If we go back to the creation of Israel in after World War II, that was created right where um, the Palestinian state was. So Palis Israel or Palestine and the now Israel borders Lebanon. So because of that, it, there's always been conflict between Palestinians and Israel, and they've kind of used Lebanon as a medium for their fighting, mm -hmm. which has kind of been a problem. Also, if we look more recently, um, Syria is undergoing their own civil war that's been going on for the last decade or so yeah. so there's constantly been fighting right near the border and there syria also borders lebanon so there's been conflict there and if you go as recently as um 2006 there was a war with israel that led to the bombing of led to many bombings in lebanon so even then it hasn't been that safe and for the after that though there was a period of safety i guess but now currently there's a really messy political state in Lebanon, so there could be future, com I'm predicting future conflicts. Well, that's, right. it's really interesting to know about where you're from and what's going on in those, in, in Lebanon, yeah. and how people are living and what they're going through. And glad to know that your parents came out of it too. So now we're gonna shift to something else. Uh, something I bet many people would be interested in, food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, so like, what are some like really popular or like, popular dishes that are really famous in Lebanon and people it's like well known around it globally um I'd say probably the most famous is shawarma I'm sure you guys have heard <laughs> it shawarma, yeah. that's that's basically yeah it can be either chicken or beef or lamb and it's cooked on a on a skewer but it's like a it spins <laughs> it spins around as it cooks up and it and it can be eaten with like in sandwiches or on platters it serves with 
garlic, pickles, um, hummus, uh, onions, tomatoes, whatever you want to put with it. It's really good. A lot of Lebanese food is centric on rice, so it's similar to many Asian uh, foods oh, in that sense. That's nice. There's also um, some popular foods like falafel or tabbouleh yeah. or anything you'd like. Oh, tabbouleh? So, I haven't heard of that one, but... So a lot of like the Mediterranean foods are yeah. incorporated into the um, Lebanese food culture. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And do, at home, do your parents cook Lebanese food or is it just, are you, are you guys just like totally into like American stuff, like hamburgers and stuff? Oh, my mom definitely still cooks us Lebanese food. I'd say um, five to set five, like five out of seven days a week, it's Lebanese food. Occasionally right. we'll have like <laughs> Taco Tuesday once in a while yeah. or something like that, but mostly it's Lebanese food at home. Yeah, that's, yeah, it seems like a lot of American families who have like, um, migrated from somewhere outside the United States uh, seem to like incorporate um, different aspects of American culture and American food into um, their diets compared to um, eating their the food where they're from uh, most of the time. So how do you think American food um, has affected um, your Lebanese culture? And um, what are the differences between American food and Lebanese food? Um, I'd say American food has like definitely had a pretty significant impact on uh, the food we have at home because right. we've as we've kind of gotten more assimilated to American culture, we started eating more like traditional American dishes. Like for example, just our family really likes football, so mm-hmm. the common food to have with football are like chicken wings or. Yeah. stuff like that so that's kind of one way in which we've um grown to american food but also i think we've our my mom especially has held like pretty strong to her roots in terms of yeah. how she cooks and like what she's cooking for us on a daily basis that's, yeah that's and nice. that's definitely good because they came over at a young age and they kept kept their cultures yeah so um what are some best places around town to eat lebanese food because i think we all really want to know here um there's some there's a few good places um our family friends own a store called fadia's deli and bakery Mm -hmm. which is really good i go there for breakfast um most weekends so it's pretty nice they serve a lot of different food you can try there's also um a new place called board bites which is okay (laughs) but it's it's called it has lebanese street food it has shawarma you can get stuff like that that's nice that's really cool um, so uh, now moving on to the next topic, uh, festivals. So what are the most important festivals that um, you guys celebrate in Lebanon? Or is that something part of your culture? Um, Lebanon is uh, very close to the Holy Land or Israel-Palestine, that yeah. kind of area. So um, Christmas is really important to the uh, Christian population. Like it's a, it's a really big deal for them. They really, uh, it's one of the most important holidays. That and um, Ramadan for the um, Islamic population, it's much uh, more important than it is um, here in America. Uh, yeah, true. So it seems like Lebanon is, um, there's a majority of Christians, but how do you think the... Um, they're actually, it's not, it's not yeah. a majority Christian. It's like 65, oh, really? 35 in favor of yeah. Islam. So. Oh, so oh, it's like... Muslims mostly muslim but there's like a lot of a lot more 
um, Christians compared yeah. to a lot of places around the Middle East. Exactly. There's, yeah. a, there's a larger portion. Okay, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. That makes sense. So, like, Ramadan and the other ones you said, um, how, do you, how do you celebrate them? Like, which ones do you celebrate at home, and then how do you celebrate them? Um, my family is Christian, so uh, we're really big on Christmas. We... we uh, put up a Christmas tree. We decorate. Mm-hmm. We um, we go to mass on uh, on Christmas Day. Oh, okay. And um, we all we always gather with friends and family on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Right. So I've also heard that um, different countries have different like ways of celebrating Christmas. I guess you could say. So is there any like certain difference that you can see from American culture? Like in American culture, we got like the Christmas tree and then. I don't know the the cook the cookies and the milk for Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, does uh do the Lebanese believe that Santa comes down the chimney a certain way or? Um, in a sense, in Lebanon, there's definitely a higher a heightened emphasis on the religious aspect of Christmas rather than, I guess, the American way is more on the gift giving and the presents. But they still have um, Santa in Lebanon. They call him Papa Noel, mm. which Papa is just. Noel. French for Father Christmas. So, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, they they still have that as well. That's really yeah. nice. So, last episode we talked about with Race for our own co-host how um, a lot of the Indian festivals that are celebrated are celebrated here and they're very big, such as Holi and Diwali. So, are there any big major Lebanese festivals that a lot of people in the United States celebrate? Um, not necessarily. A lot of places have their own Lebanese food festivals, which, yeah. which are just festivals that like celebrate our Lebanese culture as a whole and put an emphasis on food. And I've seen plenty of festivals like that. There's one here in the Dallas area in Louisville um, oh, that's, nice. that's sponsored by my right. church. Hmm. I've also been to many in Canada and uh, others in New York, so it's definitely pretty prominent here. Right. That's cool. So, do you have any um, traditions or, per se, superstitions um, in the Lebanese culture, um, such as uh, in marriage, in um, ancestors? Or, like, do you guys, like, I know some cultures, like, worship the dead, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people do that in Mexico, and that's also pretty prominent in India, so, um, or any superstitions, too, that could be... Um, not really. I'd say we're one of the most religious countries in the world, so there's definitely a height, heightened emphasis on God. Like, you pray to God for everything. Right. You ask God for a lot of things to watch over you, to protect you, yeah. regardless of what religion you are. So I'd say that's basically as far as I, superstition goes. I don't think we have anything kind of like... Uh, the Day of the Dead or anything like that in other cultures. So do you have, uh, so do you have like, days for certain things, like, um, like, okay, I'll tell you from, like, where I'm from, we can only do certain things on certain days, or, um, like, uh, how would I say it? Uh, so is it, okay, is there, like, any action or something that you would do only on a certain day, but if you do it on a different day, it's kind of, uh, it's, uh, inauspicious? Say, like, because since you're talking about, like, religion, right? That's its most prominent in Lebanon. Um, the only thing that comes to mind would be, like, during Lent, which is a period where you're, like, you're not, you're supposed to give, uh, give up something important to you for 40 days. So, also on, and then during that period on Fridays, you're not supposed to have, um, meat. 
so I guess that that's that would be the only thing like it, you, you should you, you should kind of stick to what you do for Lent or whatever you gave up and hold true to that for the 40 days and like generally if you do that then it's um, good oh, okay that's right nice. so um, if you don't mind me asking um, what sect of Christianity are you and can you explain a little bit about that sect if you're comfortable um I am Catholic mm-hmm. and uh, so basically we follow the the Vatican in Rome and right. the popes it was the it's like the first uh, or, or original sect of Christianity before obviously the Protestant uh, mm-hmm. Reformation and um, in Lebanon that's mainly the majority of um, Christians are Maronite Catholics and mm-hmm. so that's basically what dominated um, uh, the religion in Lebanon. I think that's largely due to the fact that Lebanon shares such a close proximity to where um, Jesus was and the Holy Land itself. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, okay, so um, just got a quick question uh, about like you visited uh, Lebanon during some summers, right? Yeah. So um, how is life there exactly? I know you said that there are some. Uh, it's not as restricted as it is here, like in terms of like law. But uh, let's say like how um, how easily do like uh, drug cartels or illegal things how easily do they get around and um, how easily do the, the like you know the population around there uh, fall into it? Um, there's a lot of like interesting aspects of Lebanon. There's a independent um, militia called Hezbollah that um, mm-hmm. kind that that is sponsored by Iran basically against the state of Israel and they can control a lot of the southern part of Lebanon so they're allowed to run rampant or free basically unchecked by like government authorities so in a sense that that's a problem but a lot of the population there um, likes that protection or support them and I don't know just in terms of like life itself um, there's there's a lot of pollution in Lebanon for starters and I remember one summer going to this field that was like perfect for soccer so me and my cousins we would go play soccer and then I went I went back in two years I was like I was really excited to go see it again and it basically become like a landfill because people would just dump their trash there so that that was really saddening for me and that just goes on all over Lebanon because that's based they're basically not taught to um take care of like the environment or their surroundings and in addition there's a lot of water pollution there so basically you can't drink tap water like in 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 america like if i really wanted to i could drink from the sink or whatever i could just get a cup of water from my fridge yeah or whatever but in lebanon you have everything has to be done with bottled water oh yeah you, you can boil the water too right and then get the yeah but like let's say i'm uh just i, I just want to get a quick drink of water oh, like that okay yeah and i think a, a big part of like lebanon is um smoking they smoke a a pipe called um hookah mm-hmm. or oh, any, yeah. i mean that's the english term but basically it's like super super common in Lebanon, like I see ten-year-olds doing it everywhere. Oh, wow. It's it's like really ingrained in the culture there, which I I think is really bad. I mean, my parents um, smoke it. A lot of Lebanese 
yeah. um, like young adults do it all the time. So it's it's definitely really common, and like you could even get it delivered to your house, like on motorcycles. <laughs> wow. Dang, that's actually pretty sweet. <laughs> but like, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I'm saying I wouldn't. It, yeah. I mean, it does, it doesn't taste that good, honestly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do, do people spend more time outside or inside? Just in the in the cities. If you're like in a major city, the since there's not really that much um, patrolling in term by the police, and there's not like that many set road laws, you have a ton of traffic, and so generally it's pretty um, chaotic when you're trying to commute. Is is the traffic like organized or unorganized? It's it's pretty unorganized generally. Like like have you have you seen like pictures of Indian traffic? No, I, I, I'm sure it's not nearly as congested as Indian traffic. Yeah. Okay. But like, for example, the first thing I hear when I step outside the airport is just honking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hear honking here, you're, you're like, who's, who's meta, who, who's meta, who? The road race. <laughs> yeah. So based on that, um, are like the neighborhoods congested with a lot of traffic? What does that look like, the average neighborhood? Yeah, if we go to like more of the villages of north and towards the mountains it's it's um the roads are like one two lane roads so generally people can get around just by walking mm -hmm. or biking yeah. and motorcycles are fairly common there as well so a lot of kids are able to get to school just by walking and yeah. i know we go to like whenever we're in the villages we go to church just by walking there or we go to the store by walking so generally people spend a lot of time outside and um uh, traffic isn't that much of a problem. It really gets there in the cities, though. Right. So, is it more like the city structure? Is it everything's close together, or is it like, for example, in in America, um, a lot of people they live in these middle class neighborhoods and they commute to the cities for their jobs. So, is it more local? Do a lot of are a lot of businesses local within the city, or do people have to commute to those? I'd say. Um... In terms of like the the big businesses, uh, they're definitely cities, and yeah. people generally have to commute. But I I think a lot of like the stores and restaurants and shops in Lebanon are regionally owned and operated. So generally, they don't need to commute; they can just operate within their villages. And I'd say it's a good split between. Um, the urban life and mm -hmm. uh like the village life so mm -hmm. it's it's generally pretty down the middle okay yeah um so uh i heard that the language in lebanon is both french and arabic which is kind of confusing so like how does that exactly work how how much of each language do you mix and um how much how much of different parts of countries like how much do they understand um, so Lebanon, before it became an independent country, was owned, or there's a lot of history to it, but, but right before it became what it is now, it was uh, occupied by the French. Mm. So, like, for the French itself is rooted in a lot of um, Lebanese speaking. There's French universities and French schools. But the primary language there is Arabic. So, and it's a certain dialect of Arabic, they definitely speak a certain way, like they'd speak differently from someone in Egypt or Saudi Arabia or, mm -hmm. or places like that. And because you, a lot of the kids are French educated and, but they speak Arabic at home, they, they code switch very, very often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like for example, I like, like I said before, they called Santa by a, a French name. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just examples of like words they give in French and Arabic, and also English is taught very like throughout. It's per- it's pretty common for it to be taught in school, so they end up code switching the three between three languages. Like my my parents can speak French, English, and Arabic, and I know a lot of other families that can as well. Wow. So, in Lebanon, moving on to sports and activities, um, what are the most popular sports in um, Lebanon? Well, I think. Uh, like most of the world, it's um, soccer. You're right. Yeah. They, they, it's definitely you definitely see kids playing in the in the streets and the roads or in the in in fields playing with just kicking around soccer balls. And they, the World Cup is super important in Lebanon. I actually love going yeah. there during the summer because it's legal in Lebanon to um, shoot fireworks. So basically, <laughs> yeah. every time a goal is scored, you can just look outside and see fireworks going off people's <laughs> roofs, so it's pretty fun. That's right. so cool. Wow. That's so, nice. personally, do you take pride in your culture? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's pretty well known around the school where I'm from yeah. and yeah. Um, uh, how much I like enjoy being from Lebanon mm-hmm. I definitely don't try and hide it and I I, yeah, I make sure to like like whenever our Lebanese food festival comes around <laughs> I definitely advocate for it because I want people to get to know uh, Lebanon where I'm yeah. from yeah it's so cool because many people don't really know about Lebanon because it's from well I mean what do you say it's like a small country and no, not many people know about it. not many people are from there yeah in this school so that's that's actually really cool um, so um, so how much of the culture do you like fully believe in? Do you fully like when you when you grow up like right now you have a mix of American and uh, this uh, Lebanese culture. So when you grow up, uh, how do you think you're gonna bring that on for like future generations? Because that many people see that as a problem when um, immigrants come from different uh, from different cult- countries and bring a different culture. And when it gets mixed with American culture, some people say that. It's the previous culture is almost really lost. What is that um, like? How it's gonna go? Or um, my goal is obviously to like keep the Lebanese culture within me. So, in your opinion, um, how do you incorporate? the Lebanese culture um, into your daily life and um, how does that pride that you take in it um, impact um, the way you live here in the United States today? Um, So I think for starters like I said before uh, I eat Lebanese food almost on a daily basis that's just um, one way my parents speak Arabic to me um, right. so that's always still there. Um, a lot of our family friends are Lebanese, so we um, speak, speak Arabic with each other. We're um, constant, like when we go to like Lebanese gatherings, we listen to the Lebanese music, do traditional dances, or, and, par- and one like major part of Lebanese culture is cards. So mm, at like a nice. lot of gatherings, 
we'll, we'll end up playing cards and speaking in, Le- in Lebanese and um, arguing a lot, which right. is <laughs> Lebanese culture. Really. <laughs> Do you have any like <laughs> card games um, that are specific to your culture? Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, for sure. But I wouldn't really know how to describe them. There are a lot of like um, team games. So right. you, it's our four-player team games. You have to work with a partner. And it's different variations on like the game Hearts. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but mm-hmm. it's similar to that. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and that's really similar. Like in India, um, when we had Raish for speaking, he had this festival where they had to um, climb up. Oh, group work. Yeah, yeah, yeah group yeah. work. A lot of group yeah. work. And it seems like a lot of times that's incorporated to. Um, a lot of these big cultures and is, it would it would really be nice if the United States um, could incorporate that stuff into their culture well the United yeah. States its own culture is and, basically like yeah. immigrants so I mean <laughs> and they do do that because they have so many different cultures um, but it seems like based on the episodes we've been having so far even though we've only had one um, we get to see like the specific culture and um, what they do so back on your family gatherings um how because i know a lot of indians when they get together during diwali and those festivals they have a lot of food and and um other things like that so um what's the culture like at these gatherings um in the united states is it like uh is it just like the cards and the dances or like um how, how grand are they um, generally, you have, like, if it's just something like a, at, at a gathering at someone's house, it's normally, like, around 40 people or so, so... Is, is it a big, is there a big Lebanese community here? Um, I wouldn't say it's, there's definitely a, a sizable Lebanese community, community. I wouldn't say it's as big as other places. I know there's pretty big ones in New York and Ohio, but there's definitely a good number of Lebanese people here. Okay. At gatherings, we um, generally meet for dinner, and dinner is normally large. And there's all there's always more than enough food. Like, and generally the food is always the same. We serve like traditional Lebanese food, and then, like I said before, there's Lebanese music playing and dances going on, and the the, yeah. the dads are always <laughs> arguing, <laughs> playing cards and and whatnot. While the kids just a lot of us kids are Americanized so we do like American thing American things when we <laughs> gather but we yeah. we still kind of have that Lebanese dude, dude I, I have a question though did the moms fight over who's gonna do the dishes because I'm in the Indian culture <laughs> I mean it's kind of stupid like if, if some if, if a mom wants to do the dishes let them do the dishes they're like no no no, no it's okay no I will do the dishes no. <laughs> so you know is there, is, is there, <laughs> Like, yeah. like you don't have to do this. It's okay. So, so like, is there anything like that? Do the moms fight a lot too, or is it just the dads? They don't. I don't think they fight. They just all do the dishes. They just like volunteer. Teamwork, great for teamwork. They're always trying to help out. Like as soon as everyone's, like if if there was something at my house and the first family to show up would be like, is there anything else we need to do to help you guys? So <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah. They just always have that like helping mentality. That's Man, true. That's because awesome. like when you come from a like different country and then. When you meet people uh, that are just like you, you know, yeah. you would feel like a closer connection to them than anybody yeah. else here. Man, that's awesome. Well, yeah. thank you again, Matthew, for um, yes. joining us. 
and exploring your culture with us, um, willing to share a little bit about you, your traditions, your food, your culture. It was it was all very good. Yes, Thank very nice experience. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so again, my name is Rohan Springer, and I'm Rafer, and this was the Small World Podcast. Thank you.